Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. This is breaking news on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I love starting the show. And I mean right out of the gate with breaking news. It is NFL news. It is somewhat surprising. I would say it's somewhat big. And yes, it does have a link to the Chicago Bears. We now turn it over to veteran newsman Adam A. Abdallah. Adam, what can you tell us at this hour? Well, Carmen, I'm live outside Lions headquarters where I'm being told through every NFL reporter that Ben Johnson has decided to stay with the Detroit Lions. What? 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 This is Adam Abdallah reporting live from Detroit. Outside ESPN Chicago Dome. News. Wow. Ben, ben Johnson, Johnson is not taking the Washington he's job. Not leaving. This is like good and bad for the Bears. It's bad that he's going to be in the division for another year because I think that offense is really good with him. Yeah. I think the Bears play them well. The Bears have played them well. There's no doubt about that. I'd still think I'd rather see him gone for the benefit of the Bears next year. But if something were to happen and... (laughs) Well, you're already cheering for bad things for the Bears next year. I'm not cheering for bad things. I'm not. I'm saying it's a little early. I'm saying if. I got you. It's the caveat. It's a little early to start wishing bad tidings upon the Bears. I'm not wishing bad tidings. We haven't even seen what they've done in free agency. You haven't seen the draft play out. You haven't seen Coach Eberflus' substandard offseason that he has or his substandard training camp that he runs. We haven't seen any of that yet. Other than that. And yet so. you guys are, you know, you, it seemed to me, and maybe you didn't say anything, it seemed to me that, oh my, if the Bears are bad next I, year, I, I, good things could I'm happen. I'm just saying it puts an option in their I back pocket. Potentially. Because one of the big things on our station text chain over the weekend during that NFC title game was, man, I hope the Bears didn't really miss it opportunity here for Ben Johnson because everybody just assumed he was going to take the Washington job why would he pass on that job maybe he feels like Washington's just jinxed I don't know but you've got a new owner who's incredibly wealthy you know the new owner has a net his own private net worth of a little bit north of five billion dollars so a lot of money got a lot of money he can throw it's around a lot of money uh they've got the second overall pick you know I mean there are some things to like about that spot he's got some good offensive He's got two second-round picks. He's got two second-round picks. Right. That's right, Yurk. Yeah. He's got some good playmakers in, in that offensive huddle already. He just has to kind of fix the quarterback position, which is not easy. I understand that. But everybody just sort of assumed it was going to be Ben Johnson to the commanders this week. That is not happening. The breaking news is that Ben Johnson is staying. Dan Campbell's got to be over the moon that he'll get another crack at it with Ben Johnson. That coaching staff is really good. He's got a bunch of former players. Your guy Mark Brunel's on that staff. Brunel's on Aaron that staff. Glenn's on that staff. Yes, he is. Like, it's a really good, impressive group of guys he's put together. And Ben Johnson has done good things in the last couple of years. Dan Campbell realized that maybe they made an early mistake when he got the job in 2021. Anthony Lynn was not long for that position. I think Dan Campbell took over that season, if I'm not mistaken, but then promoted Ben Johnson. I think I have the timeline of that right. That's one of the things I do like about Dan Campbell, I like a lot about Dan Campbell, actually. But uh, that keeps that coaching staff together. 
And it's yeah. one thing that he's you I know doesn't Jake have to worry Gilbert's about now going into the offseason. The only guy I know at a casino that hit on twenty with the dealer showing a seven. Well, you can get an ace. Yeah, you most. And then when he got the ace, he would hit again. No, no you wouldn't hit me. Do that. Hit me. Oh yeah, the into best, oblivion. The, the mean was going around yeah, like that's the family guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like, the family Dan guy. Dan came about the blackjack with eighteen. Hit yeah, me. hit me. No, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> His wife's in the back oh. going no. No, but what I saw was you went to 20, you went that's to 21, too. and kept hitting. Yeah, that's just classic. Hey, listen, the guy does it his way, you know. Hey, the, the, what, what helped this team is the way they've drafted over the course of the last three years. That has helped That's what has helped this team. Tremendously. Uh, I think they need more improvements on their defensive side of the ball. I would agree with you. Especially at the interior positions. I would agree with they you. Need, uh, they need a big Samoan. A big Samoan. That's what they need. They need a big Samoan. big kids from Oregon? Yeah. One of the big Samoans. Yeah, That's yeah. what they need. USC. Who's the guy down in, uh, our little buddy down in uh, in uh, Tampa Bay? Vita Vea? Vita Vea. Yeah. That's it. You need a Vita Vea type. You need like come a, in there. a Haloti Nata, remember? Yeah, a Haloti Nagata. Haloti yeah. Nagata. Uh, what a wonderful phrase. Yeah, baby. Or Donkey Kong Sue. Donkey Kong Sue. Somebody, Su. a big, massive body that just takes up space. Yeah. They They're could use that. You're right yeah. about that. That's what they could use. They could use that. Let your ends go crazy. Let your linebackers run like there's no tomorrow. Your safeties come up and plug and blitz. But they need themselves a big Samoan or Tongan or, you know, Hawaiian. Or it doesn't make a difference. Whoever, just get yourself a big fella in the middle. Any reasons given as to why he's staying? Just... Or right now, it's just very early on. And Preliminary this reports. This is breaking news. Breaking within the last 10 minutes. When's the press conference? Ben Johnson is staying. To our Detroit reporter. I mean, I don't think there's going to... Do they have to have one? No. He's no. staying? You don't he's have just, to answer questions? Well, he's staying. He's staying, yeah. I mean, oh, what is, yeah. You know, I'm sure he'll release some sort of statement about it. So, hey, it puts Belichick back into play, doesn't it? You think it would. Or Mike McDonald. Not Mike McDaniel. Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald. The young, up-and-coming defensive mind from the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe puts him into play, but it kind of Belichick's got to be happy. Might get him a shot here. Because I think all along it seemed like Washington was just waiting out the Lions run. And whenever it was over, they were so going to hire is, Ben Is Johnson. there anybody from Kansas City or San Francisco that has got any value whatsoever now to Washington? Well, there, um... I got to look. Off the top of my head, I don't know yours. Yeah, I don't know either. Look. Off the top of my head, nobody's really jumping off the page well, unless Matt Nagy's at, that at guy. At some point, does Matt Nagy get another sniff because he's been reunited with Mahomes and Andy Reid these last two years, and Reid sings his praises a lot. I think Andy wants to try to get him another job. Remember after the divisional round, Andy Reid at the podium was singing yeah. his praises? Oh, yeah, he made What a great job Matt Nagy did. I think he's trying to pump up his guy. Get him out there. Does Matt Nagy get another sniff at some point? Or are people like, hmm? You, you don't know. No, you really don't. Kansas City wins the Super Bowl again. They maybe, what if they do it again next year? To get into the playoffs, make a deep run? I know. I, Adam Gase got two shots at it, didn't Adam he? Adam Gase got two cracks at it, Yurko. Oh, boy. Right with the Dolphins and the Jets? That wide-eyed individual. Ugh. Do you remember Ugly. that press I conference in it. New York with the I, Jets? I remember They it. must have known instantaneously something has gone awry here. They had to. What did we do? Did he hoodwink us? Did he sprinkle some magic powder in the air and mesmerize us in that meeting? What happened to us? Oh, uh, that's too funny. Uh, so if you want to talk Bears NFL with us today, you can ring us up at 312-332-3776. We got a top 50 uh, free agency list we want to pour over a little bit today. It can be tricky in the NFL because guys are going to get tagged. 
There's usually anywhere between like three and five a year. There were five that were tagged last year. If you guys played under the franchise tag, if you guys got one-year deals. So anytime we start looking at these NFL lists of free agency, you do have to remember that it's likely in some spots that guys will get tagged or work out new deals with their current teams. Is T. Higgins really going to become available here this spring? I doubt it. At the very least, you'd think that the Bengals, knowing they'll get Burrow back healthy next year, at least they hope. It's the one little thing you circle about Joe Burrow right now. We sure Joe Burrow can stay healthy? We'll see. But knowing that they should be better, even having a winning record without Joe Burrow for most of the year, like they can, with the opportunity to franchise T. Higgins, they're going to... Yeah, nine, nine walk, and eight. Nine probably and eight. not. The worst team in that division, nine and eight. Right. Pretty damn good. And what, Burrow missed seven games or yeah. something? What did he miss? I mean, he had to miss. He missed a slew of games. He missed Carter. a fair amount of games this but, year. I mean, that's pretty good. That's one That's one hell of a division. That's nine, the, the NFC North might become that. Next year, would it be crazy to think that every team in the division is above 500? It's possible. Depends what Minnesota wants to do at the quarterback position. Ding, ding. That's it. What Minnesota does. Like, what if they go young and... Next year's playoff are going to be tough to predict, too. Tough to predict next year's playoffs. I'm not doing any more Olive Garden. You, bets, no, that's that fine. But you will do in the preseason, whether you like it or not, you will put something down on paper. Well, of course. We like always a do a jackaloon. I had Jacksonville in the playoffs this year. It's How's not a that jackaloon? Going for me? I, listen, at, at, at the end of October, that was that's not a jackaloon at all. Like Dude, idiot. I had Washington in the playoffs. Yeah. That's jackaloon. I know. That's dumb. That's dumb. I told you it was dumb when it was happening. Yeah, you told me the Rams stunk. I said, "Well, I don't yeah, know." Connor. I didn't think the Rams were going to be. I don't good. know if the Rams stink, Ed. The Rams did not stink. They had some high level talent, but well, I some thought of their that defense high, was going to stink. Some of that high level talent's getting old too. That's their area of concern. Aaron Donald doesn't have much left in the tank. Great career, three defensive player of the years, one rookie defensive rookie of the year. Aaron Donald naturally at that position on the inside. You run out of gas a little bit earlier than other positions where you get the freelance and just run sometimes. Yep. So I worry about that. When they lose Aaron Donald, what do they do then? So I thought that defense was just not going to be good. Yeah, Aaron Donald's already played 154 games in the league. That's you a lot of that? games. That's a lot of games. No, I man. knew that. That's a lot of games, Carm. That is a lot. It's 11 years, right? It's 11 years. 11 like, years. That's a lot. 111 of, sacks. How many sacks? He's 11 got 111. Years. 111 sacks in 11 years. Pretty damn good, Carm. No, I'm sorry, 10 years, because he was drafted in 14. So that'd be 10 years, 10 seasons. 10 years. Yeah. That's, that's even, a lot of it's even, it's even more impressive. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. But yeah. that's about the lifetime of a defensive lineman, especially one that's as active as he is and one that did have a little bit of an injury. That's an area of concern. Bears have a new wide receivers coach. It is DJ Moore's old position coach in college. Okay. Chris Beatty's been around a long time, so he's the new wide receiver coach, so that staff continues to get filled out. Luke Getze is interviewing in New England, uh, potentially an opening there. Uh, not potentially an opening. There is an opening there, potentially someone to join Gerard Mayo's staff. Uh, coming up, uh, when we come back from a quick timeout here, I want to play Albert Brewer talking about a few Bears-related things that he had to say with Cap and Hoodie earlier today. You know, he joins the guys every Tuesday. He's got very good NFL uh, insider info. He talked a little bit about Getze, talked, of course, about Caleb Williams and the Bears, it's going to be a recurring thing each and every week. They talk to Albert and every NFL conversation we have in the coming months. Senior Bowl this week, Yerk. Now, the big boys will not be there, but Michael Penix is there. Right. I believe Bo Nix is there. Right? Yeah, Bo's there. 
You're not going to see Caleb Williams there, but there's always some good stuff to come out of the Senior Bowl, and the Bears will have a big presence there like they did last year. So when we come back, I want to play some Albert Breer. You can ring us up and uh, talk Bears or NFL, 312-332-3776. What do you make of the Ben Johnson news staying in Detroit? Do you hate that as a Bear fan, knowing you'll have to face that offense a couple times? But as Yurko's pointed out, they've competed with Detroit. And you know, I like them better against what? Detroit than I like them against Green Bay. Absolutely. The Chicago Bears, 1,074%. And, like, woulda, coulda, shoulda, I get it. But you should probably have three wins against Detroit the last two seasons. I mean, you really should. And I know that doesn't mean much. Shoulda doesn't mean much. But they beat them once. And two times they had pretty epic historic collapses against Detroit. You know, they they were right there. I wouldn't even say toe-to-toe. I'd say, like, the better team for 50-plus minutes in three of those four games against Detroit. So for whatever reason, as you've pointed out, they have done pretty well when they've lined up against the Lions. Why? Because they play the run well, especially this could year. could be it. They play the run year. well. Yeah. And they make them earn it. They, they make Detroit earn it when they play against them. We got a lot of NFL to talk about today. There, we're going to sprinkle in a few other things. There's some, you know, there's a little bit of Bulls news. Patrick Williams is uh, going to be on the shelf here for a couple of weeks with this foot injury, and you know, Zach's still not back on the floor. But the trade deadline is a week from Thursday, Yerk. We got to talk about that a little bit. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Carmen and Yerk. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. We're live in our State Street studios. Watch us on YouTube every day. You can join the chat there as well. Make sure you click and subscribe on the station's YouTube page. You can watch on Twitch. And don't forget to download the ESPN Chicago app. You can listen anytime, anywhere, catch up on demand. We're also on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2. Lots of ways to watch and listen. Albert Breer joins the station with cap and hoodie in the morning every Tuesday. Here he was earlier today talking about uh, offensive coordinators that the Bears were interviewing. And, of course, they selected Shane Waldron. We're excited about potentially coaching Caleb Williams from what he heard. Well, let me put it this way to you. Like, I, I think... Some of the guys who went through there and did, you know, interviews, um, did the coordinator interviews there. One of the things that excited them about the job was the chance to take Caleb Williams. That makes a lot of sense because uh, whether you like it or not, he is, in the eyes of most talent evaluators, a very intriguing pro prospect. I know everybody's got their own ideas of Caleb Williams, but in the eyes of most NFL talent evaluators, he's a very, very intriguing and sexy uh, prospect. So I'm not surprised that the OCs would be interested in possibly working or potentially working with Caleb Williams. But here he goes on a little bit further here to talk about what it was like in these meetings, uh, Matt Eberflus's role in these meetings as they were looking for an offensive coordinator. Take a listen to this. In those interviews, I I will say that, you know, Matt Eberflus, from my understanding, like he did defend um, Justin Fields and his performance and stuck up for him. And um, but I, I mean, I think you know if you're if you're looking at it like, does Justin Fields deserve a fourth year in Chicago? Yeah, he does absolutely. Um, he's continuing to get better. You win with him, um, and you know I think he's made of the right stuff. And 
Um, can you do with Justin Fields what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts? Absolutely. No question about it. You know, and I think there may even be another level in them. But the, the, the problem is, is like now it's like coming to the point where, all right, we have to, if we keep him, guarantee him 25 or $30 million for 2025. And now we got to think about signing him to a long-term extension. And, you know, you look at that and it's like, okay, if we do that, then we trade the first pick. And so it's Justin a bounty of picks. Versus just sitting there trading Justin, taking Caleb with the first pick, and now you have a quarterback who's got generational ability and talent on a rookie contract for the next four years. And so you're taking the financial part out of it. Now you can build aggressively with the extra money that you have. Um, I think that's really the question here. And I, I really, I think, like the people who are telling you it'd be Caleb over Justin, like, it's not like Justin's a bust. It's more this is a very unique opportunity with a very uniquely talented player. Um, and that's a, a, a uniquely talented player that you're going to have a fraction of the cost that it would, that it would take to, to keep Justin for the next three or four years. Yeah, that's the important thing to keep uh, reminding ourselves of. It is bizarre and unique. Bears won seven games. Justin is good. If they were picking 12th, there'd be no debate. Yeah, there's really no debate here. about it's what just you're doing. Such a different, unique situation, right? You're, well, how many times you get the seven, you know, you get the seven wins and you're the first pick, you know, it's, it's unique. You are the first pick, and then you've got to analyze who the quarterbacks are and who do you believe is the best quarterback and then act accordingly after that. That's what you have to do if you're yeah. the Chicago Bears. I can't take anybody's word for it. Mm-hmm. I've got to go yeah. and find out what Caleb Williams is all about and what every other quarterback is about. Right, all of them. If there's a possibility, I've got to find out what each and every single quarterback prospect is about. Who do I think is the best? How does our organization rank them? One through seven. We've seen this. We've seen this before. Sure. We've been in this situation before. It didn't end well for the Chicago Bears. It most certainly did not. It did not end well. You ended up piddling away a couple of drafts because of it. The next year's draft, because you decided that you wanted to turn San Francisco into a Super Bowl team. Remember who that guy was, Ryan Pace. He decided, let me give San Francisco everything they need to become a Super Bowl team. Well, you also then, you made the bold trade for Mac because you thought you had the quarterback right, and you didn't. And then the Mac thing never really oh, yeah. gave you the, the results that you were looking for. Not that Khalil wasn't great here for Khalil a while, because he great. was. I don't, yeah. I don't mean that, but ultimately it didn't deliver yeah. you anything. You know, and you traded a ton more draft capital there. The, the point is, what if in your research and what if your stuff that you're going through, you don't have them as your top quarterback? Well, then I then think like what you, you said, have to do. Then you have what, to trade back. Right, what has to be done? You keep your mouth shut. Yes. And then you maximize whatever you can do. Yep. It doesn't mean you shouldn't take quarterback of in the course. first in the first round. You're going to have multiple picks then. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't take quarterback at some point yeah, during that draft. If you're not sold, I think yeah. you're right. There's wiggle room then yeah, for man. Ryan. I, I've heard I've heard all the crap. Look, they've had him number. He was the number one. This guy, oh, everybody had him as the number one quarterback. So don't blame me if it goes wrong. It went yeah, wrong. Right. Guess what? You're going to get it blamed. Went wrong. If it goes it went wrong, perfectly wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're getting blamed. The guy that's made the decision to draft him is the guy that's going to have it. We blame you. We blame you. Yeah. That's it. That's right. One person to blame, the guy that said his name that day. And one more here from Breer, just talking about the former OC, Luke Getze, and how he's viewed around the NFL. And he's interviewed, like he interviewed out in Vegas, he's interviewing in New England. So here, take a listen to this. 
he's very well respected. Um, and in fact, I think there uh, are people out there that think he did a pretty good job. You know, the last couple of years, all things considered, um, bringing Justin along, um, building an off- offense for Justin, weathering the injuries, having a rookie quarterback ready to go, and Tyson Bajan. Um, you know, it wasn't an ideal situation the last two years. And so I do, I would say there are enough people that feel like, you know, like that, that, that the potential that he had two years ago when he was hired um, and became an offensive coordinator, that potential is still there. And some of the circumstances were an issue for him in Chicago. And, like, guys, if, if you thought it was broken, right, like if you're Matt Eberflus and you thought it was broken, then why did, like, every guy you look at come from the same tree? Right, like they were looking to continue on what Luke Getzey had built, and that sort of McVay, Shanahan, Lafleur type of system, right? And they mm-hmm. go and get a guy who fits that in Shane Waldron. So I think that's also, I'd say, proof at least that that Eberflus and, um, and and Poles and those guys didn't think the thing was completely broken. You can listen to the whole interview by, uh, by downloading the ESPN Chicago app, and you can catch up on the podcast there. Uh, Albert Brewer with Cap and Hoodie every Tuesday on ESPN Chicago. Rob's in Villa Park. Hey, Rob. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. How you doing? Hey, this is what I wanted to... Hello? Hello. Robbie, we just lost you. That Call was back. quick. That was quick. <laughs> what happened? Hey, you never know. It's called drop. Guys, I just wanted to say... You go over. You go under a viaduct, something crazy Hey, guys, happened. I just wanted to say there's no way Shane Waldron would have taken this jab if he didn't know they were going to be drafting Caleb Williams, is what he told me. Mm. Oh, well, Rob, call back. I'd like to know. I just told uh, you. Well, I, but I want him to expound. Save his minutes. Uh, expound upon it. Minutes? Come on, now you're going to... Please. You now I'm nobody minutes. That's a free some, free free hey, data. Come people, on, unlimited minutes. Some yeah. people you never know. No, unlimited exactly. Of course. Maybe yeah. he's calling collect. I That's something know. I would say for crying out loud. He's calling collect. You can't even call collect anymore. Sure you can. That's a, I know, I'm just You can't one eight hundred C O L L E C T? Unlimited minutes. Remember what was the other one? Uh, two two four remember what the the commercials we used to see all the time when we were kids? What was it? It was I can't remember that. I, I don't know what you're talking two, about. Two, two, I just two, dialed the operator and said, "Give me a collect call." Yeah, from we used John. to call collect all from, the time. All the time. Collect call from John. Collect call from John. Yeah, we used to call collect all the time. You know what the most collect call was? It was after school when you needed to be picked up, and you'd call. You'd be like, "State your name." After the beat, you'd be like, yeah. "Mom, practice is over. Come pick me up." That's so great. And then you'd hear declined, and then you would know that she got it, and you'd come pick. She'd come pick you up. Fantastic. <laughs> Calling collect. I think we're going to get the uh, computer quiz today, the technology quiz. Chris and Adam, oh, I'm excited for that. Are working on it. I know what a big fan of the computer you are. Oh, yeah, you've, you've been on it. You've been fan. you've been practicing. I've I seen haven't it. been practicing. I have seen it. I don't. I haven't practiced anything. You're doing a good job, Carm. Okay. I see you over there diligently pounding away, mashing at the keyboard. Well, I, I don't mash the Getting keys. Getting things done. I don't put too much onions in the sauce, Paul. I don't mash the keys. I don't know. I'm just telling you. I mean, I I've got all my commands down. Mm. You're don't test me. I don't want to give away an answer. I'm not going to you. test you. Oh, Rob's back in Villa Park. All right, Rob, Rob go ahead. Finish your thought now. there, buddy. Hey, sorry about that, guys. That's all right. Here's my thought: if if Shane Waldron was a popular guy, like they other teams wanted him, like they're saying, after everything that's gone on with the Bears between Nagy getting fired, you know, Eberflus on the hot seat, Getzey. Being the scapegoat, he would have never have taken this job. 
unless he knew that he was going to be coaching Caleb Williams or they were taking a, a quarterback with the number one pick. I don't, I don't think he would have been wanting to coach uh, Justin again. I'm not sure if they're in a position to give him that info or not, Rob. I mean, I, I see why you're connecting those dots. I don't know that they were able to assure him of that just yet. I think it's still pretty early on in this process. I think Ryan Poles really does want to, like Yurko said, do all of the diligence possible so that they don't screw this up. That's going to require a fair amount of work on all these quarterbacks. He might not know yet. That's that's the truth. He really might not. Or we're being naive and they are enamored with the prospect that Caleb think, has been the last couple of years, and they're like, of course we're taking Caleb. I, I really don't know. I think Ryan Poles knows exactly what he has in Justin Fields. I would think so. Exactly. He knows exactly what Justin Fields He's is. played 40 games. I mean, yes. it's like it's a lot of games. You know exactly who he is. There's no gray area. You know what he is. Now you're trying to figure out what's going on at the college level. Yeah. And you're leaning on all your college people. Come on now. Give me some information. Take a look. Show me something special. Show me something awful. Mm-hmm. Okay? What's it more like? What am I to expect? What kind of attitude is there? Attitude. Yeah. What's All the personality types, like? Every question is being asked. Yep. That's before you ever see him. Right. Before you ever see him in person. Then you see him. Yeah. Then you interview him. Interview him. Then, you know, maybe you do the, the different tests. But, again, don't put too much weight in those. Use them, but don't, but too don't put too much weight in what tests? The, te- the Wonderlick and the S2 yeah, is the new one. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Take a look at all yeah. of it. Absolutely. How do you process information? Yeah. Don't put too much. That's what we want to see, Carm. Information processing. I know. I know. And it's in, I get it. Like there's a, a guide. U- there's a useful component to As it. As is the 40. It's a guide. Yeah. yeah. But you got to. Are any other tests that you run for your quarterback? Right. They're all guides. You better let your eyes do the stuff when they're throwing the ball. Yep. When there's physical activity happening and there's receivers running routes, let your eyeballs do the work there. Yeah. 312 332 3776 is the number coming up next. I'm excited. Talk a little bit about the historic day that Sunday was for the NFL and what we expect for Super Bowl 58. We could take your calls if you want to talk Bears with us. Caleb, Justin, Ben Johnson stays in Detroit. That's the biggest NFL news of the day so far, that he will not be interviewing in Seattle and Washington, as originally thought this week. Ben Johnson's got some unfinished business. He is staying on as the OC with the Lions. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Huge ratings for the NFL. Huge, Yurko. The NFC title game drew an average of 56.3 million viewers. Peaked late in the game at about 59.5 million. The AFC title game averaged about 55.5 million viewers. Remember, that was the earlier game, so maybe not a surprise that the numbers were a little bit lower than the NFC title game, but... That number did represent the most watched AFC title game in history. And it was the first time since, you want to take a guess, that both uh, games on Championship Sunday averaged over 50 million viewers? 2012. First time since 2014. So it's a good close guess. And when I tell you the teams involved, you're going to go, kind of makes sense. The AFC title game, 
was Broncos Patriots, and that was Brady versus Manning. Right, that's a pretty good one. And then Seahawks 49ers was the NFC title game. And that was the last time both had averaged over 50 million viewers. Boy, the NFL's king. And the Taylor Swift thing only helps, and it'll help the Super Bowl numbers. And I would anticipate that this is going to be the most watched Super Bowl ever. You've got an incredible matchup. You've got a rematch of a game from just five seasons, you know, five years ago. Four years ago. Wait, four years ago, right? Yeah. Four years ago. Four years ago. Uh, no, five years ago. Yeah. Because this would be, this is Mahomes' third appearance in five years. Right? Four years ago. I don't know. Whatever. So you've got the rematch. You've got two historic teams. You've got the best player in the game. you got a bunch of just really skilled players everywhere anyway that diehard football fans are going to want to see. And then you've got the added element of... Taylor Swift in all likelihood being in the building, and it's only going to prop that up. So I would think that this is going to be the most watched Super Bowl. What is the most watched Super Bowl? Is it like 105 million or no, something? No, uh, so I think it's like 118, 119 million. Is that million. many, huh? Yeah. Wow. And maybe the technology to measure that Damn. is a little bit better. That's crazy. Right. Maybe it's a little bit better. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to get into the 120s. Holy cow. I mean, I believe so. Whether it happens or not, we'll, we'll we'll see. But I mean, what's everybody doing in February? Half the country's cold. Half the country's cold. Half the country's cold. Yeah. And then what's the counter programming to the Super Bowl? Like, what do they run? The amazing thing is, like, two thirds of the country doesn't watch it, right? Which is pretty wild. But we're, you know, this is like our life. We, sometimes and sports. Sometimes but, like two thirds of the country's not watching. I mean, sometimes kids don't give a rat patootie about it. You know? Yeah, I think when you're kids, it's like. You know, you're in, you're out. Especially if you go to like a Super Bowl party and their friends are around, they're playing video games or doing whatever it is they're doing. Last know. year's Super Bowl was a hundred and fifteen point one million. Wow, one fifteen, damn, one fifteen. So I don't you're know right. What, the all time yeah. is probably pushing one twenty. Right. I'm trying. I got to go to Wikipedia now. Holy cow! To try to find it. Here we go. I am there. They're adjusting for inflation. The average cost from 1967. Here we are. Uh, let's go. Average viewers in the millions. Okay, stay there. Yeah, they re-upped that game to 115 million. But Damn. from these 2015, February 1st, 2015, 114 million. Jeez. So that's what it looks like you're going to get. A lot of years, it's under 100 million. And from about 20, uh, 2010, it cracked 100 million. It stayed there until 2019 when it only had 98 million. Then 101, and then 2021 and 2022 was under 100, and now again it finds itself up at over 100 million. I love it only. And for a long time, it it didn't crack 100 at all. The first time it cracked 100 was 2010. I'm telling you, man, these other leagues look at this and go, what is happening? $7 million for a uh, advertising buy, by the way. They get more, $7 million? $7 million. For, I think, 30 seconds or 60 seconds. I think it's 60 seconds. This league has more people watching its draft in April than, like, the World Series. Yes. What? Yes, then they've got rating uh, on, on Spanish television also. That's crazy. Spanish League will broadcast the Super Bowl in 2014. The highest was 2022 on Telemundo, Telemundo. 1.91 million viewers. Awesome. Chase is on the south side. Hello, Chase. What's happening, fellas? You guys doing? We're good. We're doing good. Yeah, I'm just I'm just sick of these cloudy days. I just want I to am too, Chase. I'm with you. I'm just I'm sick of this. But um, 
I take this over no snow though. But anyways, um, yeah. So, but when I was listening to the um, beer interview, which he has horrible phone service, by the way, um, what I what I took what I took from that is is that I feel like y'all feel anybody that that, that interview for this job. You know, live your offensive coordinator, you get the best of two worlds. Because think about this. If if I tell you, okay, I get to coach Justin, who's still a developing quarterback, even though it's his third year. If I develop him into a really good quarterback, that makes me look good. If I get Caleb Williams or any of these young draft quarterbacks, if I do well, I make, it makes me look good. If Justin doesn't play well and he struggles, it, it 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 won't because everybody say well Justin hey it's on him because hey this is like your fifth offensive coordinator now you still can't do it that's gonna make Justin look bad if he gets the rookie quarterback and the rookie quarterback struggles his first season under the new under this new offensive coordinator the excuse is gonna be well hey he's a rookie quarterback what can you do so either way it goes if I'm an offensive coordinator taking his job I I I, I can't there's a it's a win win for me you know what I mean because if he does well. He might get a head coaching job somewhere sure. else. Yeah. So it, it it makes it makes it, it makes interviewing this Bears job more intriguing because of that. Uh, I mean, I, I get for all the reasons you laid out why it does. I think thanks, Chase. Uh, certainly, if a guy comes in here, makes Justin good or makes Justin better, I should say, or works wonders with a young guy. Yeah, that's going to bolster his resume to the point where it's bad for the Bears he's going to get a job, but it would mean it'd be good while he was here because successful things would have been happening. Ben Johnson's a perfect example. Ben Johnson has flied up the the ranks here because of that Lions offense the last two years. The last two seasons, Jared Goff is second in the league in passing yards. He's got the second-best touchdown-to-interception ratio. He's got a top-20 passing touchdown percentage. This is the best Jared Goff's ever played in his life. And people, whether it's right or wrong, you're, I don't know. I mean, maybe Ben Johnson goes on to flop. But the reason at like 38 or whatever he is, after two years calling plays, he is on everybody's radar is because, whoa, look at Detroit's offense. And this is the best Jared Goff's ever looked. So, yeah, it looks very good for and, the and, offensive uh, Sam Brown is obviously a talented player. But very. it was in that offense he became a talented player. You know, it, it was in that offense and what they're doing and how they're doing it. That uh, Amon St. Brown has become a very productive player. He's dynamic, man, yeah. right, isn't he? Let's say hi to Kevin in Wrightwood on ESPN 1000. Hello, Kevin. Hey, guys. I'm a first-time caller, but I've been listening for the last couple of months. And, you know, I'm not married to this idea of keeping Justin Fields or letting him go. Because before he came to the Chicago Bears, I didn't know who the hell he was anyway. But I agree with the business decision to move him along. But as far as his performance, I hear yesterday we were comparing him to Mahomes and the organization in Kansas City. And he doesn't have that organization. He didn't have that type of coaching staff. He didn't have that kind of personnel around him. You know, the first year they were bad. The next year they were horrible. And then a part of this year they're raggedy. So the kid really hasn't had anything around him, and, and some of the guys have been coaching have been suspect. But from the business standpoint, yeah, I understand the move. Yeah, you know, you re, re, uh, reset the clock. You got a guy that's supposed to be good, but the question I was doing some research: How many of these uh, first round, or first number one pick quarterbacks, number one, yeah, ever made it to the Super Bowl? 
I think Oof. it's under twenty. Well, in the I mean, history of the game. yeah, but that's also you're you're also dealing with a limited pool. I mean, there's only think about how many quarterbacks have ever been selected number one overall versus okay. the you know what I'm saying, Kevin versus yeah. the rest of. Obviously, it's going to be a smaller number. You're talking about a much smaller pool. There are more undrafted players in the Hall of Fame than there are first round picks. Well, why do you think that is? There are thousands, thousands more undrafted players than there are first round picks. But I guess the 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 reason I raised that point is because at the end of the day, whoever they draft number one Mm. as a quarterback or any other position is a crapshoot. Well, there's always the bus factor, Kevin. You're not wrong about that. Taylor Williams could turn into a pumpkin when he gets to Chicago. Wouldn't be the first guy. You're not wrong about that. I like how you put it too, Kevin. Thanks for the call. You're not married one way or another. And they shouldn't be either just yet. That's what this spring well, is I about. Mean, th- like, that's the problem with what he says about what's around. I mean, that's part of the that's part of the mathematics. What can you do with that number one pick? What can you do? What can you do with it? What can you do if you unload it? And how many pieces can you address? Yeah, it's tempting, right? I get yeah, it. Obviously. Because it's so valuable. Obviously. Think yes. about all of the pick netted you last year, and this year's number one pick is more valuable. You'd agree? Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. You're, you're not wrong. Three, um, that's where it's at. 312-332-ESPN. You can ring us up. Watch us on YouTube. Make sure you click and uh, subscribe. Click that subscribe button. You'll get notifications, all the fun video content that we do on our YouTube page. You can watch all the shows live every day. Make sure you've got the ESPN Chicago app. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Coming up after one, I want to talk to you about ESPN.com's top 50 free agent list heading into the offseason for the NFL, Yurk. The Super Bowl hasn't been played yet, but... Hey, 30 other teams, their season's over, good kid, including our beloved Bears. So they're thinking about the offseason, my man. Every team ends on a bad note, except Except for one. One One team gets to be happy in the offseason. There's one happy team. Now, I'd say you could consider your season a success if you made it to the Super Bowl or even the Final Four, but you're not happy. No, you end on a very sad note. Like, in Detroit, they're not happy. They had a successful year. No, not but, only are they not happy, but, but you're, not happy. you're a head coach kind of scratching his head and rethinking things. Yeah, you hear him? He was pretty honest. He's like, I know how hard this is. The run like, on third down is the oh, one play he wish he had back. That's God, what he said. It's because it was idiotic. I hate to put it there so bluntly. No. But it it's was. the best way to put it, Kurt. Right? And yeah. we're big fans of Dan Campbell, but you that was idiotic. To, do not sugarcoat anything. Tell me what you think. That's what I want. And he was pretty honest, you know, listening to him. He's like, it, it hurts because... We might never get back. We know how hard it is, you know, to get back into this spot. Now they get Ben Johnson back, which helps. Adam said there's some reports rolling in that, like, a couple of the teams here, and primarily, you know, you're only you're only looking at Seattle and Washington. I think everybody assumed it was going to ultimately be Washington, but that the asking price was pretty high for a first-time young head coach. You know, you, you can't go in and ask for what Jim Harbaugh gets if you're Ben Johnson. Well, you, you can ask for well, you what can you ask. want. That's yeah. true. But you're not going to get you it. You can ask for what the hell you want. But you're not going to get it. And that's fine. Jim Harbaugh's got skins on the wall. You Sometimes know? you bet Ken Wisenhunt was a hot coaching pro- prospect when we were down in uh, 
Dallas that year when the Packers were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he had a chance to take that Oakland job. He passed on that Oakland job. Smartly enough, he ended up in Arizona, Arizona. took the team to the Super Bowl, yeah. and then he ended up getting fired two years later. Yeah. Because that's the want of the Bidwell family. And that's just kind of yeah. the NFL these days, right? Yep. Let's say I had a Jim on the south side in Tinley Park. Hey, Jim. Hi. Um, thanks for calling for my, taking my call. You got um, it. I um, listen to you guys almost every day. Thank you. And I was just wondering, um, everybody's talking about Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. You know, I mean, there's some other quarterbacks out there. What about guys like Daniels? from yeah. LSU or, or something. I mean, what are their strengths and weaknesses? Does any of them stand out? You know? I, I, I think Jaden well, Daniels is pretty impressive. That's yeah, your thing. I think you're right, Jim. Right, right now, the guy that stands out is Caleb Williams. Probably more than anybody. He's been talked about more than anybody the last couple of Now, years. you've got an all-star game where you've got Bo Nix and you've got uh, Penix as the quarterbacks that are down there. I think Sam Hartman's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm blanking on a few. I can get the full list here for you real quick. Uh, there's a couple guys that I'm, I can picture. So there's a chance uh, that somebody in that setting ends up impressing and, 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 and looking like somebody can get something done. Yeah. So that's something that you'd want to take a look at this week. Uh, Bo Nix is there. Penix is there. Spencer Rattler's there. It's kind of right. had an interesting career. And, and here's a unique uh, situation there from Tennessee. that you take a look at. You've got these guys now with different players that they're not accustomed to. And they've got to adjust a little bit to what their people do, how they run their routes. And they learn that through the four, five, six days they've got practicing with each other, going against their defense, figuring out exactly what does this guy do differently than the guy that I usually throw the ball to. So this is the beginning of the adjustment period where you come back and you want to fire the ball, but you've got to get a feel for what your receivers do. Because not every guy runs the same route. Not everybody gets out of the break the way they get. Not everybody can create the room that needs to be created. You've got to figure it out and put the ball in a position where the receiver can catch it. We get to watch that. Right. We get to watch them throw the ball in the flat to the running backs. Do they put it in a position where the guy can continue to run, or do they put it someplace where they got to stop and they got to restart again? All that stuff's going to be made available for you in the next couple of weeks, just to give you a fresh analysis of what's happening and what's going on. Jim, thanks for the phone and call. Theoretically, you're going against some of the best players in the country because yeah. the best players available in the draft this year playing against them. You're not playing against a 19 year old freshman. Out of uh, Muskegon, Michigan. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, these are the You're upper class. against the best of the best. Yeah. yeah. Sean's in Maywood. Hey, Sean. Hey, how's it going, guys? Great. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. I just want to tell Bears fan out there, hey, man, you know you guys, smile, man. We are in good hands with Ryan Poles or some circles that we, that we dubbed him King Poles. This guy knows what he's doing, man. You know, he, he's got an eye for talent. I just know he does, man. And where, where the way, wherever way he goes with it, where it is. Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, I honestly do trust him, man, because if you look at our ascension, it's been small and minute, but it has been some sort of rise. You know, we went from three wins or however many wins we had last year to seven wins, and you look at the Lions, and back to your question that you posed to us, I don't really think you're aware of Ben Johnson coming back. I mean, he's okay, but the Lions, we beat them. And, okay, they're an okay team. You know, they had a similar ascension as well from three wins to nine wins to 12 wins. I think the Bears can follow that same path, you guys, if we just trust and believe. Either quarterback that, that, that he picks, and, and like the other caller said, there's a lot of good quarterbacks. I like this Dylan Gabriel out of Oklahoma. Mm. I don't know if he's coming out or not, but they kid had like eight touchdowns in one game this year. Dylan Gabriel's got to be out of eligibility, doesn't he? How could he not you know? be? Jeez, this kid. So, I mean, like I said, man, Ryan Poles, <laughs> the future is so bright. We've never been in this position. That's why Bears fans already know how to act. It's like we're just ready for something to go wrong. 
when it's right, right in front of us, everything's right. Everything's bright. I know the weather is cloudy, but hey, once this weather gets good, all right, Sean. enjoy these next three months. Thanks for the care. optimism, Sean. We appreciate it. Dylan Gabriel's going to Oregon. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. he just transferred yeah. to Oregon. How many years could Dylan get? Now, he's been hurt a lot. How many years could he have left? Well, he's no, I, I think this is like his second or third year. He's going to turn 24. No, could that be? Or is it because of turned- all the injuries? Well, the injuries, he just turned 23. And remember, everyone got to, got an extra year of eligibility. Yeah, just turned Wait, 23. Guys, you go to his college when you're How 18? many years has he played college football? It's five years he's played. Yeah. Well, 20, he's had the, 2019, 2020, got hurt in 2021. He's been hurt twice. 2022. Well, I mean, he's got 200, and what is it? 398 attempts, 413, 367, 384. It's not more than Bo Nix. It's not not more than Bo? No? No. No, probably not. I bet you it's not more than Michael Penix either. If he gets the sixth year, it looks like. Yeah. Well, you get the COVID year, and you get, uh, he's had, I believe Dylan Gabriel's had two injuries. He'll be uh, be 42 when he comes out in the draft. (laughs) He's going to be 24 years old for crying out loud next year. I love it. But he's going to Oregon. He's the replacement for Knicks for them for for next year. Oh, Sean was saying how Ryan Poles has an eye for talent. I'll tell you where he's got an eye for talent. The secondary, which is interesting. He's a former O-lineman. Right. Wide receivers? Not so much. He found an established guy. Well, yeah, you don't don't get credit for it. I mean, you get credit for making the trade. DJ Moore's a stud. Right, that's fine. I mean, you do that. But you're right. Wide receivers, he's been off. Bayless, no. What's going on there? But he's got an eye for talent in the secondary. I'll give him that. He's done very well there. I won't give up on 13 yet. I won't either because I, I, I like him too much. But yeah, but boy, some of the things he's doing, I'm just like, boy, do I got to teach you how to walk? <laughs> uh, I mean, you're a receiver, right? You've been uh, a receiver a before? Gum. I'll teach you how to chew it. I mean, you, what do you, <laughs> you just jump for no reason at all? You don't have to jump, you know. Oh, man. Waddle said there seems to be a problem tracking the football. If you're a wide receiver, that's... Well, that's a problem. Get, oh, yeah. get his eyesight checked. That's not a good Every thing. Every year we got our eyesight checked, Carm. Yeah, Every year. I would think. Go in there, they put that crap in your eyes, and they tighten up, and you'd, be, you'd have walleye vision for about two hours. Do they dilate your eyes? Yes. Or, is that what they did? They yeah. They put something in there. They it, want to make sure you can see. Hmm. You know, some guys see better nutters. I don't know about the walleye vision. I mean, I'm, I've no, had... No, I had walleye vision. I've never heard... I've, All types of... Hey, look what's going on. I, I've had glasses and contacts since I was in the fourth grade. Congratulations. So, but I'm just saying, I've been to the eye doctor my yeah. whole life. I've never, I've never been given anything You've that never gave me walleye vision. Now, You've never experienced it? No. Oh, boy. Every couple of years, what they'll do is they'll dilate your eyes because they yeah. want to check the health. And that sucks because... You're super sensitive to light for about three hours, four hours. The stuff they put in my eyes made them stuck there for a while. Walleye vision. I've never. um, Do Do you know what walleye vision is? Have you ever seen something filmed like with the uh, in like what's called the fishbowl? Yeah, that's what walleye vision. That's but I've never vision. been given. I've been going to the eye doctor my whole you, life. You've never, never experienced walleye vision. I you know not that I can you're remember. Missing, you're missing out. <laughs> you're so funny. You're missing out. Sit tight. We'll get to your calls coming up at three one two three three two three seven seven six. Plus the NFL's top fifty and how it pertains to the Bears with free agency right around the corner. Yeah, that's right, free agency. Even though we haven't played the Super Bowl yet, we'll be back in two minutes.